we're about to start a series of parshiot that my Roshiva from Kerem Biavne, Rav Goldvich's Datsal, he used to term them based on what he heard in, in Eitz Chaim, in the Cheder that everybody, all of the Choshiva people learned in, in the first beginning of the 20th century in Yerushalayim, the Eitz Chaim Cheder, he said they called them the winter parshiot because in those days when there wasn't central heating, in the winter, to keep warm, you had to cover yourself with layers and layers of blankets to keep warm. And he said, these are winter partios. They are covered with layers and layers of mystery. Okay, and it starts with this week's Parsha, Toldos, Yaakov and Esav and the Brachos, and then we go to next week with Lovan and, and Rachel and Leah and, and what's going on there, and then of course after that, Yehuda and Tamar and selling the Yosef, and mysterious stuff going on from this week all the way till the middle of Parshas Vayigash. Winter Parshas, well covered. So we're going to start a little bit unpacking what we can access in this week's Parsha. <laughs> um, the major problem, of course, the major problem we have here is Yitzchak wanting to give the brachos to Esav. Was Esav a good guy or was Esav a bad guy? Yitzchak seemed to think he was a good guy. But the Torah is telling us he was a bad guy. So we've got to understand what Yitzchak was thinking and what the reality was. And what was the difference between Yitzchak and uh, between Yaakov and Esau? We will notice that both Avraham and Yitzchak both had sons that would be called today OTD, off the derech. But Avraham's son, off the derech, Yishmael, was born before Yitzchak, and there's a lot of differences. Whereas Esau and Yaakov were born together. So there's got to be some connection between Yaakov and Esau as opposed to Yitzchak and Yishmael. So let's start with just the the names. So it's talked about in Chazal, in the Kabbalistic literature, or what you guys would call the Kabbalistic literature, it's very low level. Esav, the word Esav comes from the word Lasot, to do, it's done, Asui. Yaakov from the word Ekev is the heel. The heel is the lowest part of the body. What does that indicate? And what does Esav Asui, what does that indicate? Okay, so say the, the, the Svarim, Esav viewed himself as a fully formed person. I am what I am. And if you look at Esav, Esav lived in a world of demanding instant gratification right away, I want it quickly. What do I need the Bechorah for? That's instant gratification, not looking to the future. I am what I am. We could say there's another aspect of what you see is what you get. That's me, that's Esau. He's Asui, I'm made. What is an Ekev? An Ekev is the heel. The heel indicates the lowest part. Do you want to stay at the lowest part? No, the lowest part is always the starting point where you're going to grow and grow and grow. So, do you view yourself as a finished product? 
or do you view yourself as somebody who is at the starting point and has to constantly be growing? So the altar from Kellum asks a very powerful question, which you probably never thought of, and you need to think about it. Every animal, every creature, when they're born, they very quickly become independent. The kittens and the cows and the bumblebees, within a day or a week or a month after they're born, they're independent. There's one creature that that's not true, the human being. Not only aren't we right away independent, but it takes us a long, long, long time. We're very dependent. We are crippled as little babies, and it takes a long time. Says the altar from Kellum, why, why is that? Well, you see clearly that your physical, de- uh, your physical de- development clearly depends on assistance from the outside. You need adults to help you grow, and that growth happens step by step by step. You can't rush it. You can't take a pill to make it grow fast. And the Chiddush is that that's also true on your intellectual and spiritual development. Is that you are created imperfect and you have to always be looking to grow and grow and grow. Ace of is it. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. There was a book in the 60s. I'm okay. You're okay. There was a whole book written like that. That's the antithesis of growth. I'm very happy where I am, and this is me. And Yaakov is always striving to grow and to grow. When it says, there's a a Targum Yonatan, Yonatan ben Uziel, where we have Esav ish yodea tzayit ish sadeh, v'yaakov ish tam yoshev ohalim. So tam, the implication of tam is an element of perfection. What is Yoshevo Halim? So Chazal say Yoshevo Halim. He's sitting in the base medrash. But the Targum Yonason adds Yonason ben Uziel adds another thing. He says in in Ishtam Yoshevo Halim, Mishamesh beveish medrash deshem. He's going. Remember Yaakov. We're going to have that next week. Is that Yaakov spends fourteen years in the base medrash of Shem and Aver? Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky asks a very simple question. He learned from Avram and Yitzchak. What did he need to learn in the base medrash of Shem Ve'ever? But he spent 14 years in the base of Shem Ve'ever. I'll leave the answer to that question out right now. But he was Mishamish be'base medrash de Shem, ube base medrash de Ever, and then adds the Targum Yonasam and Uziel, Tova Upan min Karam Hashem. Tova, he demanded Upan. Upan means to learn. He was always seeking to learn more and more. And you realize, according to the Yonasan ben Uziel, there's a bit of an internal contradiction. Because what does Ishtam mean? Ishtam means he's perfect. So he's perfect. He realizes, I'm very good, but I'm always looking to do more. There was a very wealthy person. And he was a workaholic, and he was worth a lot of money. And they once asked him, you're so wealthy and you keep working so hard. How much money will be enough? And his answer was, just a little more. People who are into money, there's no end. It's just always more and more and more. Well, what we need to do is hyperlink that to our spiritual growth. Because to some people, money is the most important thing. To us, knowledge, understanding, 
good midos, spiritual growth, that is what has to be our agenda. And therefore, how much is enough? Just a little more. And that's Yaakov. Always looking more and more. He's Ishtam. But there's always more. It's insatiable because we're in an infinite system. We're looking to grow in our intellect, in our spirituality, and there's no limit to that. Before we get to what Yitzchak saw in Esav and why he wanted to give Esav the brachos, remember he wanted to give Esav the brachos. Just Yaakov tricked him and got the brachos. So for us to see the mistake that Yitzchak made and what the consequences of Yaakov taking those brachos are to Klal Yisrael, to the Jewish people, we need to analyze the brachos. There are three brachos in this parsha. There's the brachos that Yaakov, the first one we we come up against is the brachos Yitzchak gave to Yaakov thinking he's Esau. The next bracha we get is the bracha that Yitzchak gave to Esau knowing he's Esau. And the third bracha we get is the bracha that that Yitzchak gave to Yaakov after he knew, after he realized that he gave the wrong bracha to Yaakov, that he was supposed to give to Esau, and that he gave Esau a different bracha. And what we're going to say here clearly is, the third bracha is the bracha Yitzchak always intended to give Yaakov. So again, hold, hold the calculations here. There's a bracha that Yaakov got when it was supposed to go to Esau, and then there's a bracha that Yaakov got when he was supposed to go to Yaakov. Okay? So, let's look at the bracha that he gave Yaakov, thinking it's Esau, and the bracha that he gave Esau, knowing it's Esau. So the bracha of, that Yitzchak is giving when he thinks it's Yaakov, is Esau. V'yitein l'cho ha'elokim mitala shamayim u'mishvanei ha'aretz v'rov dagan v'tirosh you should be blessed, the dew of the heavens, and, and the fat of the land, and then, Yavducha Amin, Amin, you're going to be running the show. You are going to be running the show. You're going to get all the material goods that you need, and you're going to be running the show, Yavducha Amin, Arur. Nothing spiritual in that bracha, is there? It's all just materialistic power, etc. Then, when he realizes he made a mistake and he has a bracha for Esau, it sounds like he's giving Esau a similar bracha. You're going to have the fat of the land and the dew of the heavens. Then it goes, You're going to have to... uh, live by the sword and, and serve your brother. Sometimes you'll be up, sometimes he'll be up, but... We want to compare the first line, the real bracha. I hope everybody is listening carefully, and here's the inversion. From the dew of the heaven, and by Esav, when he knew it's Esav, he says, so let's go back now to Yaakov, to Yitzchak giving a bracha, thinking it's Esav. Meaning this was the bracha he intended to give to Esav. 
What was it supposed to be? By the way, let's go to the, I'm sorry, we'll just skip all to the actual bracha that he was always saving for Yaakov. There was a bracha he's saving for Yaakov. Because at the end, there's a bracha for Yaakov that he gave to Yaakov, knowing it's Yaakov. It's very clear that had everything worked out according to plan, he would have given the first bracha to Esav. And then this would have been the bracha for Yaakov. It's very clear that Yitzchak understood that Yaakov is going to be the continuation of the Brit, Eretz Yisrael, Avraham, etc. Was, what was he thinking for Esau? So say the Bali Machshava, Bali Chsidus, Bali Musr, they all talk about the same thing. The original plan with Yaakov and Esav, was that Yaakov is going to be the Ishtam Yoshev Oholim. He's going to be sitting in the base medrash. He's going to be learning. He's going to be completely involved in the spiritual accomplishments. Well, I hope everybody realizes that if you sit in the base medrash and you're learning all day, and that's all you're doing, you have a problem. It's called Parnassah. It's called making a living. It's called putting food on the table. It's called running the world. Well, that's fine. We have a perfect partnership. Yaakov is Ishtam Yosheva Holim. And Esav is Yodea Tzayed Ishoda. Yos Esav is going to be out there in the world, making sure that the world is running properly to facilitate Yaakov being able to sit in the base medrash and learn all the time. And that's what Esav's potential was. And that was the plan. That was the what should have been. Yitzchak, now here's where Yitzchak, how could Yitzchak go wrong? Because Yitzchak is Midas Haddin. Midas Haddin means everything has to be exactly the way it's supposed to be. Midas Haddin in the world would be that if you do a sin, you're nailed immediately. And our Kodesh Baruch can't run the world that way because there would be no free will, there would be no world. But Midas Haddin means potential is identical to actualized potential. There's no de- deviation from potential and actualization. That's Midas Adin. That's Yitzchak. Yitzchak sees Esav's potential. He has the potential to do this. And therefore, that's what, Esav, that's what Yitzchak was sure Esav would do. Esav fooled him. Kitzai Befiv also means he was tricking Yaakov. Esav was a very egocentric, immediate gratification, self-centered person. Lama Lizebachora, what do I need it for? All I'm interested in is me and myself and the physical world. So he never would have utilized those resources. So therefore, even though Yaakov was supposed to be the Yishtam Yosheva Holim and have the outside brother take care of his needs, Yaakov was required, and this is what Rivka saw, because Rivka saw what Esav is. Rivka basically says to Yaakov, very sorry, you are going to have to have both responsibilities. And therefore, you're going to have to have the bracha that Esav was supposed to get. You're going to have to have the bracha of the physical needs also, as well as the spiritual needs. Now look at the difference with Yaakov, the bracha that Yitzchak gave to Yaakov, thinking it's Esav, it starts with the heavens, because that's where you're supposed to start. And Yaakov ended up with that, because Yaakov always looks to the heavens, and it's the heavens that nourish the physical world. But once Yitzchak realized the mistake... And he realized the mistake. Chaim Shmulevitz always quoted the Pasuk 
after Yitzchak realized what was going on, and the Pesach says, Vayechrad Yitzchak charadag gidola ad me'od. He trembled an unbelievable trembling. He realized the mistake. Says Rabbi Chaim Shulevitz, what was the trembling? It sounds better in Yiddish, but I have to say it in English. My whole life I was living a mistake. It could be nothing more devastating than realizing, waking up one morning to realize your whole life has been a mistake. So once he realized that, now he says, okay. So that means Esav isn't what he's supposed to be. So then the bracha becomes, Mishmaneha Aretz Yemo Shavecha. Esav in the physical world, in Esav's world, everything starts from the physical. Everything starts from my own efforts, Kochi Ve'otzim Yodi, and therefore it has to start Mishmaneha Aretz Yemo Shavecha. But Yaakov, and this was supposed to be the theory, but Yaakov, V'yitein Lecha Elohim Mitala Shemaim, it starts from above, and what we do to affect the upper spiritual worlds, that's going to lead to success in the physical world. So now Yaakov has both responsibilities. Now within the Jewish people, within Yaakov, and that's why, we're going to fast forward to next week's Parshan, Rav Goldvicht Zatzal has a whole long, unbelievable uh, treatise on the two wives that Yaakov had to take, because in theory, one wife was supposed to be for Yaakov as Yaakov, and one wife was supposed to be for Esav, if Esav would have been what he was supposed to be. But once Yaakov imported into the Jewish people both the spiritual fulfillment as well as the need to take care of the materialistic sides, so now he needs two wives with two sets of children that are going to deal with the spiritual dimension and the needed physical dimension to support the spiritual dimension. So we have to look at those brachos and realize that the bracha we got, that the Jew has to know where does bracha really come from, where does it start. It doesn't start from your efforts. It starts from your spiritual accomplishments. It comes from above. Okay, And only with the spiritual growth that leads to the Jewish people succeeding on a materialistic, physical level. And we see that throughout Jewish history. Is that when, when, King, when Shlomo HaMelech had the base Hamikdash and everything was running the way it's supposed to be, unbelievable realities. But when the Jew, Jews deteriorate and they st- stop following the spiritual side and they're getting all sucked up into the ace of culture, so then things fall apart. So it all starts from Mitala Shamayim. So when the Torah tells us that Esav, Yodea Tzayed, Ish Sadev, Yaakov, Ish Tam, Yoshev, Oholim, they're already describing the essence of their personalities. Because the Torah, in all of the stories, and this is what we have to know as we're going through the next week's Parshios, that the Torah is talking foundational. What is the root of Yaakov, what is the root of Esav? The root of Esav was self was immediate gratification, right? was selfish, hedonistic, physical world. Well, we see the outside, the outside world. They're interested in money, they're interested in pleasure. The Jew has to be interested in growth. Yaakov, each time Yoshev, he's 
always looking to grow. He's always looking for more. That's the Jewish way, and that's what we have to be always focused on. We'll just put a, 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 a another point of what's coming up in the in the in the next week's parshios, and we've we've mentioned this before. Yaakov is bechir ha'avos. Yaakov is called the choicest of the avos. We have Avram, and we have Yitzchak. Avram was midas ha'chesed, but there's a downside to chesed. Yitzchak was din. There's a downside to din. How do we know there's a downside to din? How do we know there's a downside to chesed? Because each of them had a child who was off the derech. Avram had Yishmoel. In the Kabbalistic literature, that's called psolet de chesed. Psolet means the waste product. The chesed is wonderful, but there can be too much chesed. And there can be a negative side to chesed. The one place in the Torah where an avera, an avera is called chesed, who it's quite shocking, in incest between a brother and a sister. It says that you're not allowed, a brother and a sister aren't allowed to have relations. Ki chesed who? What? Chesed. The answer is that ultimately, sexual promiscuity is a problem of over-intimacy. Too much intimacy. That's chesed. Yishmoel, that's Yishmoel's a problem. Yishmoel's problem is gilu arayot. If, if you don't realize it, just look at how they view their olam haba. <laughs> okay? So Yishmoel, it's yado bakol v'yad kol bo. He's everywhere. He's all over the place. No limitations. Well, chesed is unbridled giving. But you need some limitations. And therefore Avram had a psolet called Yishmael. Yitzchak miras hadin. Strict, precise, exactly the way it has to be. But you realize that if you live a my way or the highway, it can lead to kill, murder. It's got to be my way, otherwise I kill you. That's Esav. So Yitzchak and Avram both had midos that had to be brought into Klal Yisrael. But each one had some Psolet that had to be filtered out. Yaakov, Yaakov is Tiferet. Yaakov is the perfect blend between Chesed and Din. Tiferet, Emes, and therefore he had all of his children were tzaddikim. Mitatosh lema. He's the Bechira Ovos. But there's another aspect to Yaakov being the Bechira Ovos, which we're going to see again in the coming parshiot, especially in next week's parsha. We've mentioned this in the name of the Slon of Rebbe more than once. Avram was chesed, that's mitzvot's essay. The Ramban talks about how positive things are always coming from Ava. Right? If you're going to have a loving relationship with your wife, you've got to always think about how to give. Mitzvot's lotase comes from Yira. You better be careful not to do anything that gets her mad. Okay? Because you've got to not do certain things, you've got to be careful. So mitzvot's lotase comes from Yira, you're worried. Mitzvot's essay comes from Ava. What was left for Yaakov? Everything's taken care of. So says the Slana Marebi, we'll see from next week's Parsha, that the whole Parsha doesn't talk about Kiruv, it doesn't talk about Mitzvahs, it doesn't talk about anything except normal daily activities. Finding a wife, making a Parnosa, dealing with crooks. Says the Slana Marebi, what Yaakov brought into the Jewish people is that there could even be Mitzvahs in the realm of Rishus. Daily activities can also be Mitzvahs. Again, that's Yaakov growing and growing, always looking for more. So that becomes a mitzarim beli nachala. If you pay attention to some of the Shabbos Miros, Yaakov's nachala is unbridled. Because I'll say that when it talks about Avram, it, it tells you what part of Eretz Yisrael you're going to get. Yitzchak, Yama right? Uh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, 
everything is specific. When it comes to Yaakov, there's no limits. Yaakov's potential is unlimited. Because when you're limited to the mitzvah's essay or mitzvah's lotase, well, there's only, in the morning you can put on tefillin, right? And on Shabbos you can refrain from alocha, and when you're in a restaurant you don't eat tray food. But what about when you're sitting and eating breakfast? What about when you're just taking a walk? Every activity has the potential to be a mitzvah. This is the Ramchal in Derech Hashem, in the second section, where he talks about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu programmed to give us, since our Yetzir Hara is so strong, and our spiritual is so weak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu programmed into the world that we can do spiritual growth through daily activities. This came from Yaakov. Yaakov was the one who taught us that even Divri Harishus can be mitzvahs. That's Akev. That's when you start at the bottom. You're always looking for growth. There's always growth opportunities. And that's what a Jew has to always be looking for. I'm very fine. I'm very happy where I am. And make sure that you don't fall into that syndrome of I'm okay, you're okay. But always looking for more. Just like a person who wants money is always looking for more money. It's never enough. Your agenda has to be spiritual growth, connection with God, good midos. And whatever you got... You've always got to be looking to grow because it's never enough.